I'm John David, J.D. Hey, Bo, good afternoon, man. Good afternoon to you, too, sir. Hey, how you doing, man? I'm doing very well. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing great. Yeah. You seem so sullen. So sub- You seem subdued. You know, it's... A bit. A bit. Of the new series. I mean, like, this, this, is, a, this is one of the newer series. You know, I guess at this point we've done an episode, but the, the first one was kind of a setup. We're doing a father to father this week. And, you know, it's interesting. Every single episode of Country Squire Radio, I feel like we always set up the topic with such kind of pomp and, like, circumstance... And like as if they don't, as if they didn't see the title of the episode. Yeah, before they sure. Downloaded it. Everybody yeah. knows what they're getting into. Yeah, <laughs> but we're like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna talk about it before we actually reveal it. <laughs> it's, it's it's such a ridiculous uh, uh, process and everything. But this this is uh, I I think I think this is of our new series one of my most favorite. Yeah, and one of the ones I'm most excited for. Yeah, and maybe a little terrified of at the same time. Well, it's it, it has the potential to be raw. And to, exactly. Yeah, and to to you know deal with some stuff that uh you know we deal with stuff that affects you guys all the time. Now it's our turn. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah. So this this is gonna be good. Yeah. Um. Welcome to Country Squire Radio. I've already said that, but of course we want to encourage y'all if you like the show to uh, support it. Uh, Patreon.com/slash Country Squire Radio. You can be part of the International Pipe Club there. Uh, get some uh, great things for doing so, and of course keep us on the air. Yeah. All right, man. <laughs> We're just we're just ju- we're just gonna jump right in. I, apparently, because like Father to Father is is one of these these newer shows where you know we we get we get raw and real, and that's that's the goal, right? And hopefully, I'll enjoy it. And there's also, I mean, I think there's also a little bit of a um, a nervousness about that. We have some apprehension. Yeah, yeah. We set up the series with the idea of two dads walking into a smoke shop, two dads walking into a pipe shop. What did I say? One of them's smoking a Peterson, and the other one's smoking like like vaping, vaping or something. Or something. That, that was not the two. Well, hang on. To be fair, that's not the two dads that we're trying to picture in this particular series. Yeah, it's just sure. That that's the modern. You know, the the image of the modern father. Yeah. is a little different from kind of the archetypical. You know, dad pipe smoking right you know we discussed that yeah, yeah exactly yeah but today we're going to talk about becoming dads john david you your oldest is how old two two yeah two and a half my yep. oldest is eight yeah yeah so you, you've had you've been at this longer than i've been i bet yeah yeah but, but we're the same age we are the same age yeah, yeah. you got started earlier you i found, did you found the the right one at an earlier age than i did yeah yeah and you know for the south i got married kind of late yeah. Well, I probably not true for other parts of the country, but um, you say that I don't. Yeah. It, I think you felt that, but there were a lot of our friends getting married the same around the same time. Yeah. That you got married. I mean, like, I think for our generation, yeah. you got even in the South is you got married probably about the same time. Most kind I got normal. married early. Yeah. Now for the South broadly, that it wasn't early. Right. But for our generation. It's certainly historically. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was... It was. Uh, <laughs> well, you mean you're going to graduate from college and you ain't got a wife? <laughs> you're going to graduate from high school and you ain't got a wife? Right. You know, like, 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 yeah, I mean... There's a perfectly good cousin right over there. <laughs> see, we're not... You know what? We're not going to do that. We're not, we, we can lean into some things about the whole Mississippi thing. We ain't leaning into that Not one. to that one. Not to that one. We did have to get a blood test to prove we weren't related, which says a lot. That's real. <laughs> that's that's Mississippi. That's real talk. That's Mississippi. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have to get a blood test or did they, did they actually, I think one? they've gotten rid of that. Okay. You know, since then. See so, that also, man, that we, also says something. Yeah. There really was some time that passed between me and, <laughs> and, you. and we're the same age. Anyway, what a mess. Wow, oh, man. I'm so glad they got rid. Do you know how embarrassing it is to tell your wife, Hey, we got to, or your fiance, we got to get a blood test to make sure, to we're, make not sure we're not related. Yeah. My goodness. Yeah. Anyway, 
So, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I just, I just, I love they finally got rid of that. But please, yes, continue. The great thing is that not my, so that people who are related, you know what? Never mind. I just because it's embarrassing. That's the great all thing is that my wife is from Arizona, and your wife is from Michigan. From Michigan. So, yeah. the, so there's, there was no, there, there was no. We didn't even need that. No that, chance. No yeah. chance. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, it, you know, it is it is interesting though, um, you know, being I guess in my estimation it is a little older than than almost well, literally all of my friends getting married. And so, you know, you're at a different point in your career and in kind of where you're building your life and your yeah. family and and also your habits. And you're, you've kind of identified like what you care about and what you don't care about, what's important to you. And at that point, that's when you introduce this permanent roommate who knows everything about you and you do life with and, and all that. You were established as kind of a holistic individual, by the time I got married. By the time you got married. That is an experience I know nothing about. You'll never experience that. No, exactly. Yeah. I like me yeah. and my wife, like I, I lived on my own for a year uh, after college. I actually, I was trying to figure out what to do with my life. Decided to stay in Clinton, Mississippi. Yeah. To wait for my uh, then girlfriend to finish college so that I could ask her to marry me. And then I asked her to marry me while she was still in college. And then we got married right after she got done with college. Like I think yeah. that, like, later on that summer. And like, cause I was like, I'm hopeless. I don't even know how the washing machine works. Don't like, <laughs> dude, if my wife dies, I'm going to be calling you or somebody like, how do you pay taxes? I don't know. <laughs> You're still that way. That's But that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I, because I had the extreme, I mean, like it is an extreme privilege to meet, you know, your, your life partner, yeah. your, your spouse at such an early age and, you know, to, to click and connect and be able, and a lot of people, they don't. Uh, get past those first couple of years, yeah. you know, they get, they get married young. Sure. We, we are really uniquely fit for one another. Somehow it worked out. It is. Praise it, the Lord. It has been proven over and over again throughout every single stage yeah. of our, uh, almost 15 years together. And y'all been uh, together that long, 15 years. Yeah. It will be in, uh, in August of this year. Golly. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's been some time, man. Wow. It feels like, but it feels like it's just flown by. Yeah. And I mean like not that it's all been roses and we'll talk about that as part of the series kind of going forward for yeah. sure. But yeah, but you know, it's, it's, what's very fascinating to me is that you and other friends of mine who got married later really helped me to appreciate my personal ignorance in the process of dating as an adult. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and then trying to make marriage work as an adult, mm-hmm. like, dude, my hat's off to you. I have no idea what that's like. Yeah. It it was, it was hard in a lot of ways because, you know, you, you didn't just, you know, skip class to go, you know, do whatever with your girlfriend or whatever. whatever. She always wanted to study. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we, we had a, when we were, you know, dating, we had, um, and interested in each other, you know, we were, we had jobs, we had careers, you know, and, um, you know, trying to figure out, I had to establish life goals. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, we had had debt and mortgages and I mean, you know, stuff that I had to figure out. And by that time I'd already bought a business and that's true. She was actually at when, when you bought the Squire and yeah, it's crazy. She was actually there. So we had, uh, were y'all dating at the time? We, no, no, it was the second time I ever laid eyes on her that I remember um, was, was at that event. I just bought a business in it. I know. Right. (laughs) Uh, look how impressive I am. Um, so, you know, it, oh, this guy just bought a pipe shop. He's going places. Oh, let me tell you. Right. Cause that's the new Silicon Valley. Right. right. Oh, this he's like, he's basically Mark Zuckerberg, but decent looking. Right. It's like the Zuckerberg of an industry from several decades ago. Right. <laughs> 
you know, the, it, it, it's, it's fascinating because you're very successful. It's, it's been a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, right. It's been a lot of fun, but it's been a lot of hard work. But right, that's right. Um, but you know, we, she was there. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 we, I bought the shop. Right. We had an event to kind of, kind of rededicate the shop and christen it. Such and one of the coolest things. I've it was ever actually been to. pretty special. Yeah. yeah, you were there, and we had uh, called in a lot of friends from out of town. It yeah, was, it was the really, Archduke of Canterbury came. He, to, <laughs> It was literally a position that does not exist. It was your priest. I'm sorry. So anyway, it was it was very it was very special. And my wife was there at that event, and she was actually there to see some other friends of hers that came in town for that event. Yeah. Yeah. um, And that's uh, that's when I remember, yeah, saying, "Hey, that 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 girl over there is pretty good looking. I think I want to go talk to her." So Mm -hmm. yeah, man. You know, and I think even you know, marriage is hard. Mm. But for us, parenting has been a lot harder. Okay, that. And that's the is thing. That, is that the case for you? So this is, yes, is the, uh, you know, obvious and, and quick Because I, I feel like, you know, as you say, you're, you and your wife are well-suited for each other. I, I feel that way with my wife. That's not just because I'm sitting here saying it on, you know, in front of, you know, 15,000 people or she's whatever. Listening. Right, <laughs> exactly. Which, by the way, she's probably not. Right. But, you know... Our wives don't listen to that. They really don't. No, They're no, like, no. nah, y'all go do They it. hear enough of us, yeah. But, you know, there's there's a there's a sense in which, I, you know, if I, I feel confident in talking about topics like this because yeah. I know she stands with me and I know we're we're just a good, we're well suited. Honestly, like that right there, that's yeah. exactly right. We and can, so we can open up and we can talk about this. I can do it without, without fear. That's exactly right. I just right. can do it without fear. Yeah. And I'm very, very thankful for yeah. that. But I'm very know, thankful for that. You know what's kind of scary about this? Hmm. Okay. So you and me are talking right now. The year is 2022. It just, you know, pretty much kicked off here. But this is something that somebody's listening to yeah. five years from now. This is somebody that somebody's probably listening to 10 years from now yeah. and probably longer. Our children might be listening to this right now. They you, could be listening to this after we're gone. I was just about to say that, man. This might be right now for them, which is really, I mean, I don't know about you. I'm getting a little tingle here. Because we're about to talk about bringing them into the world. Exactly. And it's very... <laughs> and how much you made it. No, no I'm just kidding. <laughs> not at all. But like, that's honestly, it's that's true. that's the way yeah. for us with the series. It's because, healthy. Yeah. It, it, it's healthy. And it, and it's honest and it lets us be vulnerable with um, one another, our, our, our friends, but, but potentially even our, our, you know, our, uh, our family. Yeah. Although now that I've already said that, I feel like I have to do the Superman thing and my daughters, you do not know me. But one day you will be the heroes that I have sent to Earth. I, you know, I can't actually remember the quote from the daughter. I have no idea what you're talking about. No, it's like Jarrell. He had a recording of himself that he sent to his son Kal-El to go save Earth. Okay. My kids know. They're listening, right? That They know. Maybe. I hope if I raised them right. My kids are reading Cicero. Well, good for you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, I you know. So the what? switch, though, be- between being newlyweds. And becoming parents, because you had to make that. That's another challenge that you had. And I think when we're talking about becoming parents, which is kind of the the thrust of this this episode, it it was probably very different for us. Very, because I came into it in a a stage of life where, look, if 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 you want kids, you better go ahead and do what you got to do. Time's on a ticking, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, if you're if you're you know thirty five, thirty six years old, and 
and you're a parent and you know and your spouse you, is too. You can have kids later, but it gets it gets a little bit more complicated it can the longer be. that you wait. It sure can. That's yeah. Right. And so, you know, if you want a family and, and you've got, you know, ambitions of having, you know, more than more than one kid, maybe more than two. If you're my wife, more than fifteen. Um, you know, you, you better you better <laughs> that's another episode. That's another episode right uh, there. You know, we <laughs> then you better you better, you know, think about, yeah. you know, how and, and and there is part of me, Bo, that does envy you yeah because you had this season of life with your spouse i view it as almost being kind of selfish yeah no we refer to our life before our kids as our single days like our single years even though we were married it feels almost like we were single as a unit because we had like more freedom in terms of our time and i I envy that. Yeah. I sincerely envy that. It and, is and, to be envied and it is rare to find actually. And and there yeah. well, the thing is so many people that get married that young nowadays don't I mean, frankly They don't make it. They don't make it. Right. And so, okay, we had these times, but then well that was for couldn't make it what work. What was that for? for? You because know, yeah. you know, it didn't work out. Felt but, pressured, yeah. But you know, we didn't we didn't have that. And mm. so I there is part of me that's like, well, okay, you, you you're thrown into marriage and now you're just thrown into parenthood, you know, and and you know what's well, I, I struggle with guilt and, or maybe shame is is the right word here on a few levels because it's yeah, like, yeah, 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 go ahead. Because it's like, okay, well, I, I I'm envious of you because in and other friends that got married young and and then had this kind of season where you know they could you know learn how to be married, figure each other out, and then kind of add the element of of children. But then there's the shame of like not wanting kids. There's a shame of even, there's a shame of even have like my kids are so special to me. Oh yeah. 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 That there's the shame of even wanting a season where I don't have them. Right. Isn't like, that weird? I'd like my wife, but I would like to not have these, these children. Yeah. I want to do the Cosby voice, but I can't do the, these children. <laughs> like I hate your pudding. Yeah. He's, but, it's problematic now. So, you know what, what's up with that? Yeah. Right. So it's interesting when, when we first had our kids, yeah, I remember very specifically just kind of that, that process of becoming like mentally preparing to be a dad. And I remember it was really special. Actually, I was in new Orleans in, in like the weeks before our oldest came and my uncle who passed away recently was actually, I was biking with him in the French quarter and it was right around Mardi Gras season and everything. So they had like the, they were getting all the floats prepped and they were all out and we were, you know, just just riding around. And I just remember that ride and feeling so free mm. and also just wrecking like, and just, but also very contemplative. Like I can't just like go get a coffee. Yeah. You were not going to be able to do that. Yeah. Again, what life in that sense. Exactly. Which, that, which isn't the funny thing is it's not true. It's not true. It is for a season, but like you don't even see like the the past the mm, season. Yeah. And I say this, you're still in that season. See, so I, I'm over here silent because I'm not sure I believe you. I know, because you're not out of it yet. Right. Yeah. Because yeah, 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 I'm yeah. in the thick of it. Exactly. I mean, here I am 38. I've got a I've got a 10 month old. Right. You know, and yeah. we're still diapers and all that stuff. And you're so still, you're still in it. And, you know, whether or not y'all y'all stay in it is between you and your wife and everything else. But the point is that like right. you're still in that kind of like infant season, that toddler season. And, and it's hard it's, and it's hard to see outside the bubble. It is. It really is. Yeah. I, I just, you know, these people are like, marriage is the hardest thing you'll ever do, man. I, I guess I married a saint, but like it's fatherhood, man. Well, but in marriage actually comes into that because when we and were, ob in obviously that, they're connected. Yeah. yeah. When we were in that season, you know, for me and my wife, that was, that was our hardest. That was the hardest that we've had is in those kind of infant toddler mm -hmm. years 
because we were transitioning from who we were, you know, married together for right. five years prior. And then parenting, she had a very different upbringing than I had. Yeah. Her parents' style, <laughs> yes, her, <laughs> her parenting parent style was very different from mine. Yeah. Our parents are probably the most opposite side of the spectrum. Yeah that you could possibly find on yeah. almost every single level. Yeah. You know? And so it's kind of one of these, these situations where now, you know, before we kind of traversed it because we were who we were, but now we're parents and now we're bringing in our experiences as being parents into, into that and our, the positives that we associate with how our parents handled things right. and the negatives we associate about how our parents failed. Cause that's the reality is that every single parent, including the two dads sitting right here, fail. Like the failure is part of that constantly. And we out of a whole episode. That is literally our next episode in this series <laughs> is talking about that. But anyway, so when you're, when you're attempting to kind of parents together, yeah. co-parents and you've literally never done that before. Yeah. It can be a very, and you, know, you have imperfect examples. You have imperfect examples, right? As we all do, as we all have, do, you have to say so. And, and I guess we should say, we love you, mom and dad, in case you're ever listening to this. Yeah, of course, <laughs> of course we do. But we, we, and we get it. We recognize it more because now we're there. We've been, and we're, we're like, oh we're my doing. gosh, I was such a piece of crap to my parents. I mean, they, they actually had a lot right. I you know? what. And, and now that we see it from our, but end. they also had a lot wrong and we can acknowledge that because we sure. also recognize in ourselves like, Oh yeah, we've got a lot wrong with what we're doing right well, now. Let me ask you this though. Cause I, I don't, I just don't have this luxury like, or, or you know, it, it, from being my, on the other side, from my vantage point, it's right. not the luxury, not of being on the other side. I want to know when did you and your wife decide we want to become parents? Oh, we knew from like we got before we got married. No, but when you did, when did you decide? Okay, we're we're going to try to become parents. Yeah, that's a great question. See, I didn't have that luxury. Multiple times, we we considered trying. Of course, we we, we had the mechanics down, if you will. Uh, and so we. Were, I, I don't understand. We were, what, it, do you not? There's like a bird and a bee. When a man and a woman a love each other very much, and the stork comes. <laughs> this and, is, right. This is not that podcast. Go ahead. But we we had. Early on, probably within maybe second year of marriage, we were kind of considering what that would be like. Now yeah. we were at that point, I was working a job that I hated and literally every single dollar I was going to was paying off uh, her school debt, her well debt, but also paying into uh, her school. She was going to pharmacy school. Oh, okay. Yeah. I married, you know, for those that are unaware, I, I try to keep this. This is the other aspect of the series. Sure. I keep a lot of this stuff. I don't put personal stuff for on, you. This online. is a bigger deal. It is. It does. It feels than, a little bit me. of a bigger deal Yeah, because I don't, I don't share much about my, my wife, my children, my, my life from that standpoint. Yeah. It's not something I normally put out there, but it's, it's a cathartic process to do. And yeah. so, you know, that's great. Uh, my wife well, I'm, is, I'm honored by the way that you would. Oh man. Well, you know, it's just you and me. Yeah. yeah. It's just, it's just it's us. Just us. <laughs> 15,000 of our no, best it's friends. Just us. It's just us. Um, <laughs> My wife is one of the most brilliant medical minds of our generation. Yeah. Like she's absolutely brilliant. And what's wild to me is that she came from a culture that did not, I would say, value or see that. Now her brother did. Her brother who passed away many years ago. Yeah, sure. Uh, definitely saw that in her. And it's something that I certainly have seen in there, but it's something she didn't really fully see in herself. And I think she still struggles to see it in herself, but she is, is, is brilliantly gifted and just constantly just been the top of her game at every single level. Yeah. And what an honor and a privilege it is to be married to somebody, especially in the pharmaceutical world and the medical mm -hmm. world mm -hmm. in our age that we have had to live through endure yeah. and, and for her daughters to see her in yeah. that light. It's just, I, I, I am so grateful 
for the for the life that I have, and it it is it is just and be specifically because I'm, I'm going to get a little emotional here, man, but yeah, specifically okay. being married to my wife, it is it is yeah. such it is such a privilege. But man, no, she. Um, what was your question? I'm sorry, I got, I got a little off off there. I got a little. No, wait. When did you look carried away? When did, when did we say, know we wanted to become parents? Yeah, and 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 you were like, okay, we're we're going to try now. So this that's is the, the thing. This, that's the thing. So at the time. We were, uh, so I was still, I was paying for her pharmacy school. Like literally every single dollar was going on. We were living in a tiny, tiny apartment. It was us and two cats. I don't know why on earth we had those two daggum cats. Like the place like reeked like crazy because you walked in and the litter box was right there. And somehow in the midst of all this, we're living in downtown Memphis, which I love downtown Memphis, but we're living in downtown Memphis, this tiny apartment. And we had in our minds, we were broke and trying to pay off pharmacy school. And neither one of us had time. We're like, Hey, we should start a family. (laughs) And so we would kind of kick around to the idea and then, you know, we would think like, yeah, yeah let's, let's, let's not do that. You know? And so we kind of kick, kick, kick the, uh, the ball down and kick the can down the field and everything. And then like, you know, a couple more years later, we'd kind of consider it and be like, Oh, okay. Maybe we should do a family now. I mean, things are starting to kind of like, you're almost out of pharmacy school and yeah. maybe we might know what I might do. And Hey, do you ever heard of podcasting? I think one day I might want to start a podcast company. Like, and it's like, no, let's, let's be smart about this. So we'd always catch ourselves. We'd mm-hmm. always get like the idea of like how nice it, like how much we longed for a family, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. the reality of our situation. And that's something that me and my wife are very equally matched at is mm-hmm. that we make, we're, we're very kind of conservatively minded with our money mm-hmm. and conservatively minded with a lot of our decisions. Mm-hmm. And we have a lot of like desire, but we always, we only take big moves after like a lot of consideration and a lot of times that you're deliberative, we're very deliberative. And a lot of times that means we, we don't make those big moves, not that we never do, but we wait until that opportune moment. And which is a huge, you know, if you can, if you can crack that, that is a cheat code to life right mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. And so we were also, and again, I mean, it's just the truth, man. We were just extremely privileged because from the moment that we decided, Hey, we want to have a, Oh, we're pregnant. Yeah. Like literally like so many of our friends and, and listeners, that's not their, that's story. not their story. It's it, not their struggle story. to, and literally, I mean, I, <laughs> dear, I, dear friends, I don't know yeah. what birth control we were using, but apparently it was working very well because immediately, immediately yeah. we were pregnant. Yeah. Um, and that happened again. And when that we were, was a, when you were how old? Late twenties math. Uh, yeah. Oh, was, you were, you're about 30. No, I wasn't late twenties. Um, no, 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 no. It's, it's about mid twenties. No, I guess it was late 20s. It was late 20s. I'm sorry, yeah. like my, my eyes glaze over and I try to do math. Yeah, you're almost 30 years old, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, 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 I guess it was. I wasn't quite 30, but yeah. But yeah, yeah, so it was late 20s. Yeah. And so we kind of made the decision and mm. immediately got pregnant. And then two years later, decided we wanted to try. Oh, we're pregnant again. There it is. So it was like literally like as soon yeah. as we, we tried, we got it. And then it was like, <laughs> and then this will be a, an episode in the future. Then it was like, hey, should we have a third and then we maybe felt a little bit differently. And then there's that. Then we'll we'll talk about that later on. But yeah. anyway, so yeah. What about you? Because you said you well, don't you don't have that. We that didn't experience. have that luxury. Yeah. And, and and there is part of me, you know, there is part of me that I, I think if I'm honest with myself, experiences a little bitterness about that. Mm. Because yeah. you know, you're thrown into it and you, you know, your your friends, they've, you know, got married in their mid twenties and they, you know, have done vacations with each other and gone on little trips here and there and had fun experiences and all that. But you know, and they and they get to kind of get to know each other and experience these fun things um before they get, you know, tied down with kids. And so, you know, the the thing is when I say it that way, I'm saying it in a way that presupposes that getting tied down with kids is a negative thing. Hmm. And so I give myself a Which hard, is what you're not supposed to say. 
but sometimes you feel it. But sometimes you feel it. Sometimes you feel it. And yeah. and I think I think that honestly has been the hardest part for me as a dad. Becoming a father, the hardest part for me has been the lack of maybe flexibility. Yeah. You know, we just can't pick up and go have dinner on yeah. Wednesday nights if we want to. We did, that's just a gone. That's just gone. It's gone. Those yeah. days are gone. Yep. You know, if if you know it's Saturday afternoon and you know we want to go, you know, for a really long walk and then you know go back to the house and drink a beer and then take a nap or whatever. Like that's those days are gone. Right. They're just gone. My wife actually, uh, you know, she mentioned uh, and she's mentioned this before, and I didn't get it at the time because I was like mentally prepared to be a dad. I think. Yeah. Like I knew what it was going to entail, and I was kind of going through that process, but she, she mentioned like right before and right after, especially right after, because yeah. she went through some rough postpartum. Yeah. But right after our oldest was born, she really mourned our relationship. I think is the lang- the language she used. Mourning the fact that it's, that like what, like the time that we had, or, like that we could like just go biking together. Do different gone. Things, that, that that was over. And, and I was, it was confusing to me because I didn't understand that at the time. Mm-hmm. And it's not that I didn't know that that phase was over. It's mm-hmm. just that I knew going into this, that that was part of the package. And yeah. that we were going to like, my mindset always was, and always has been that at the end of the day, my wife is kind of like in terms of like the priority of things, mm-hmm. like my marriage is central because when my marriage is it comes solid, first. Exactly. It comes first. Because when my marriage is solid, then my, my parent, like then our parenting and me as a father is going to be solid. Your wife, your marriage comes first. Exactly. And, and, and if your kids see that, the parenting follows. Exactly. That, at least, at least that's what I believe. That's what I believe as well. And, yeah. but at the same time, that's a challenge for different people. Cause, and, and, you know, even the people who might believe that mm-hmm. they may challenge because once they have the kids, they pour themselves into their kids. They may see their identity in their kids or whatever it may be. And, and sometimes even if you don't want to do that, you're just forced to do that exactly. because your kids are needy. Yeah. They, they can't well, change themselves. They can't feed themselves. They and, can't drive themselves to school. And the fact of the matter is, this is another aspect of it, man. You and I are both extremely privileged in this. Our children are healthy. They are mentally strong. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, like we, we don't have children with, That's right. with mental illness or, or any kind of like special needs to that degree or anything of that nature. Any kind of disease yeah. or, I mean, any, I mean, it's, we just don't praise God at this point, but I mean like, that's just, that's just the reality. Yeah. And so, but even still, even, even when things go well, right. Like all the way well. And that's, that's like, it's still tough. It's still tough. And people don't tell you that. They, they, they're like, oh, no, it's great. It's beautiful. And it's a wonderful thing. And it's memories and everything. Else. I remember you sharing with me like, man, it's like you. Yeah, you have like this like moment here and there that you have like holding your baby and that sort of thing. But just the rest of it is just it's a slog. And the reality is and this is what I hope, because if one day our children are listening to this. Yeah. Maybe after we're gone, maybe once they've become parents, maybe while they've become like, yeah. like while they're being parents. Yeah. Like. I can't like, I love telling new parents, especially new moms. It's tough. It's tough. <laughs> I love telling new moms. This is going to suck. No, I mean like, <laughs> but like, like it's one of those things like, like everybody's going to tell you it's beautiful and yeah. it is. And everybody's telling you like that you have these magical moments and you do, but those are few and far between in the yeah. early days. And it is really, really tough, but this is the reality. It is so worth it. Yeah. And so I will never forget yeah. being in the delivery room. And like moments, like the doctor comes in and my firstborn is about to be, you know, born and he looks at me and says, Hey, you know, did you ever think you're going to be a dad? And it's one of these things where like, you know, that like, this is a doctor who always asks. He's seen it a thousand times and you know it. Yeah. Yeah. And I looked at him. I was like, Oh yeah. Like I was like, I was like, yeah, I'm ready. 
Let's go. Like I, I was in, that was my headspace in that yeah, moment. Sure. And again, this is somebody who literally had everything laid up to this point as a really like prime path, yeah. which is so not most people's story. Yeah. Absolutely. But that is certainly my story. And when he came, when, when the doctor, when literally the doctor is sitting there ready to deliver my child into the world and asked me, are you like, did you ever think you were going to be a dad? I was like, Oh yeah. Of course I did. Of course I did. Yeah. And I remember, you know, obviously holding my wife's hand, looking at her and just being like, Oh, blown away just by like her strength and her beauty in that moment. And her saying, you know, Bo look. And I look, oh, ah, get a little, little bit dusty in He's here. about to weed. Get a little dusty in here. <laughs> looking down and seeing my baby girl. <laughs> I know, man. I know it is. It is breathtaking. Yeah. And, and you do, there is a sense in which when, as soon as it happens, you know, you know you've crossed a line. Yeah. And it's and it's good. And it's scary. It's good. It's, it's scary good. because at the other side of that line, you know who you are and you know how you've changed. Yeah. The same person and you haven't changed a thing. Yeah. And that is the challenge that lays before every single new dad. <laughs> you know what I mean? Every single new parent, but every single new dad is what we're talking about right now. Because you're still you're you're still Bo. Yeah. You're still John David. Still John David. But your future looks very different. Yeah. And the things that you have to, the strength you have to muster now is much more significant. Yeah. And you do it in fear and trembling, but God willing, with a little bit of hope. And you figure it out every day. Like, that's the other thing, too. It's yep. like, <laughs> I remember uh, bringing her home. <laughs> I remember bringing her home, man. And we were, uh, I missed the turn to the to our house. <laughs> All right, so this is this is a great thing. Obviously, we live in the same neighborhood, right? So right. Like, like, you know, or we lived in the same neighborhood at the time, and like, we're leaving. Um, gosh, I forget. I guess it was Baptist, uh-huh. like that hospital that's like right across. Uh huh. And I, I'm not. I don't even know what I was thinking or how I ended up, but I ended up somehow in Fondren. Makes yeah. No sense whatsoever. And Not like, at all. Our listeners don't understand, but you have to understand this is literally the exact opposite direction of like our home. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I'm sorry. I just, I, that's I, how preoccupied you were. Yeah. Cause I was just yeah. thinking about it. So she was, and she was in the car seat. My wife's obviously next to me. This car comes up next to me and it is like, 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 you know how, like when a car sounds Thumping. like it's, it's yeah. about to explode, like, right. like the, the exhaust is like gurgling and that sort of thing. <laughs> I'm like, Oh my God. Like this, this car is about to explode at this red light and my baby is right here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's that's how you were so hypersensitive at that point. Oh, hardcore. Man. <laughs> it was crazy. So it's one of those things like you don't change. You didn't magically become a Superman or a super dad or anything like that. But suddenly your sensibilities and like the way in which you viewed the world that changes almost instantly. Immediately. Yeah. Immediately. It's um, yeah, it, 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 it focuses in almost like a, like a rush. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's yeah. wild. It's crazy. Yeah. Becoming a dad, man. It's um, it's deep. Two dads walk into a pipe shop, talk about becoming a dad. That's what it's about right there. And one of them's not vaping. No, because they're sm- both smoking quality pipes from our good friends at Missouri Meerschaum. <laughs> <laughs> you know um, what? When we talk about father to father and yeah. then we talk about children. Yes. And I think about children and then I think about corncob pipes. I think about the miniature corncob pipe. Oh my gosh. Uh, you you know, I I just transit like like we just had a nice little back and forth for this transition. I didn't realize you had that kind of transition at the ready. See, I actually thought about it because it makes sense. Oh because gosh. both of my kids have a pacifier, pacifier yes. that are made out of a Missouri Meersham yeah, mini corncob. And yeah, you can do. get one yourself <laughs> at corncobpipe.com. It comes in a varnished and an unvarnished version. They're really cute. And and they're they're what? Maybe not even 
uh, you know, four inches long. Those, I mean, hang on, those were custom jobs though that somebody actually did with those. No, they did. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, can't. Yeah, and, yeah. and Missouri Mearsham, I'm sure, does not condone uh, the making of of kids binkies uh, pacifiers out of, out out of, of their uh, <laughs> out of their out of their products. But but, but we we might. They are really cute. <laughs> and uh, the miniature corn cob pipe, they're uh, they're literally under four dollars, and they're yeah. great little tasting pipes that go perfectly in your pocket. Um, good for you know guests if you've got folks over that just want to experience what a pipe is like, or um, or yourself if you want to have one at the ready at any given time uh, in your vehicle or uh, or for tasting. Um, the bowl is just big enough to fit a tamper down into the bowl uh, and just big enough for uh, what would on average be probably a quarter bowl of tobacco. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Uh, a great little pipe. Again, you can get it for under $4 and you can go to corncobpipe.com and order it right now. All right. Well, good thanks to our good friends at Missouri Mirsham for sponsoring this show. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Question of the week. My question of the week this week is coming into us from listener Wilson. And Wilson asked a good contemplative, contemplative question, which I think is good for this uh, to kind of pair up with this episode, which works out pretty well. Yeah. It says, uh, hey, Bo and John David, question for the show. What is a blend that has left an impression on you, whether good or bad? Several blends. Oh, man. Oh, sorry. I just instantly, I know exactly what I'm about to say. <laughs> I, oh, man, I'm going to make people mad with this. But all right. Several blends have been uh, ingrained in my mind for both wonderful and not so wonderful reasons. Thank you guys so much for what you do, though only recently have I started supporting you guys. I have been listening for years. I regularly point guys to y'all when asking the question, uh, I'm not, when asking me questions that I'm not smart enough to answer, be blessed. <laughs> and that is from Wilson. Uh, Wilson, surely you're smarter than us, man. Yeah, it's like, uh, I can't answer it. Listen to these idiots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll make you look good. That's what Wilson's doing. We'll make you look good. That's right. Yeah. Well, Wilson, thanks for your support. Country Squire Radio. We'll make you look That's good. That's our hashtag. We'll, we'll make you look good. <laughs> That's perfect. Um, yeah. So, um, Wilson, great question. Thank you. Thank you for your, you know, years of listenership and yeah, support and, absolutely. um, and all that. Um, so I, I do, I have a, I have a, is yours a good or a bad? It's bad. Mine's bad and, too. And that's okay. That's okay. Well, so maybe I should come up with a good one. No, no, I really like this because okay. we talk about the tobaccos we love all the time. Um, so he says, what is a blend that has left an impression on you, whether good or bad? 
And immediately I thought about like, okay, well, we talk about the good ones all the time. Like what's a, what's a tobacco that like, I have no interest in picking up ever again, you know? Okay. Yeah. And it's one of the more early tobaccos that I smoked. Gosh, this is probably, I don't know how many years ago it's been since I smoked this particular tobacco. Um, it's kind of hard to find nowadays. It actually was kind of hard to find then as well, but it, it's it's particularly hard to find nowadays <laughs> just after the you know end of the world and all that. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, oh, we talk about the, the tobaccos we love all the time. Let's talk about the most one. This one's hard to find. Yeah, no, like shots fired, but there's like no <laughs> chance of repercussion. Please continue. Yeah, okay, go ahead. Um, <laughs> so, um, so it's by Dan Tobacco, okay. uh, which we mentioned yeah, before. Mentioned they that. make, the thing about Dan Tobacco, German stuff, they make great uh, tobaccos and limited quantities. And what was that company? They're hard to get. Were they 10 by Dwash Miss? Wasn't that that one? No, that's not that one. That's not that one. That's not that Dang one. Dang it. No. Okay, go ahead. But uh, <laughs> you just wanted to say I that. really did. But uh, this is a, a lot of Dan, most Dan tobaccos I've ever tried I've really liked. Uh, this tobacco, the Malt House. I remember smoking the Malt House. And I really just. It sounds good. It sounded so good and that's why I ordered it. And I just I just couldn't stand it. It, it, it. So I'm going to read the the Malt House by Dan Tobacco. I'm going to read the description on Tobacco Reviews. Okay. A superb mixture consisting of the finest Virginia varietals, which were fermented in a press. And then Scottish malt whiskey was added. Afterwards, it's stored and for 12 weeks until it's aged to perfect maturity. To add depth to the taste, we added one exceptionally full-bodied, mellow black Cavendish. Uh, the Malt House offers you a mellow pleasure with a subtle classical spicy note you know when you're a pipe smoker that just is kind of you know green you don't really you know know a whole lot about pipe tobacco right all those that description is pretty impressive sounds good and you know it's from a tobacco uh, company that has a lot of great reviews and all this stuff and so i remember ordering it and been really exciting about this uh, excited about this particular blend and i just hated it it had a um it said it had a whiskey flavoring to me it just tasted sour it, it just mm, tasted sour and, yeah. and it was like a it was like a um just a whiskey that it didn't even taste like whiskey to me i, I don't know I, I just i really couldn't handle it it um it whiskey burned, sour sounds good it but a whiskey sour does sound decent I but it, it, it burned a little hot and i remember the flavor lingered with me in a in a very unpleasant way that that sourness just kind of coated my tongue and then kind of stuck with me and I, I smoked maybe half the tin just out of obligation, and then that was it. And 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 I've never uh, never had it again. Never so, picked it up again. A rare miss by Dan Tobacco, and and maybe a tobacco that so many people love, but one that I I absolutely despised. Okay, so on that note of one that so many people love and I absolutely despised. Okay, I. <laughs> See, I am gonna like mine's not really shots fired because like oh Bo doesn't like us okay well <laughs> move on who imagine like, that yeah, yeah. <laughs> right oh the idiot from Country Squire Radio okay. <laughs> I, th- I think we just yeah that's 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 a plus more than a negative <laughs> I have an experience with a very hard to get pipe tobacco yeah one that is very difficult to get your hands on ones that people fight over ones that yes uh, some might say their college fund is tied up in I mean like there, there's a it's one of the tobaccos that shuts down websites. Exactly. Yeah. I This is early on. Pipe, uh, Country Square Radio was probably maybe two years old at that point. Three, yeah. Maybe three years old, two, two to three, somewhere in there. Yeah. So early days, we had experienced... I mean, we we all we experienced early growth early on. Like after our 10th tenth, tenth episode, I think yeah. we really kind of skyrocketed. But at that point, like people knew who Country Square Radio was and especially the Reddit community. Yeah. Like they were... Honestly, I still credit Reddit for being kind of the 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 
ad- alley oop that kind of got us into, helps us out. Yeah, yeah. kind of a, a broader broader audience. I agree. And they were great. We love we love our friends there at the and they were very kind, very kind. Our friends from Reddit were kind. Not everybody can say that in just Reddit in general. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not talking about the, the our pipe tobacco community. Right. They're great. I'm just saying Reddit in general. Right. <laughs> like, uh, they were very kind to us. I think we were having an event. I say we. I think it was you, a slow smoke competition. Yeah. You were yeah, having an at event the country squire. At the country squire. Yeah. And you had some folks from out of town. Yep. They made their pipe pilgrimage. I don't even think back then it wasn't even known as a pipe pilgrimage. It was yeah. Just people coming to the squire. They were just coming to visit. And uh, there was an individual, a great guy. Very, very kind. Still a friend of the show and the shop. Yep. Came into town and I, at the time, had talked about how I had limited experience, especially with some of these harder to get tobaccos. Right. But I had heard about them. After all, who hasn't heard of Esoterica? Right. The the gold standard. Right. Right. Uh, and, and for, and, you know, me at that stage in the game... You know, because I came into Country Squire Radio as an enthusiast. Yeah. As a bright-eyed kid, doesn't know any of the words. Yeah. Still asking the dumb questions. You know, like like very, I mean, I'm still asking them today. But I mean, like back, <laughs> back then, they were even more legitimately ignorant than they are today. Now I'm like trying to tee them up for like the next generation. But like, like <laughs> it's not that hard because that was me. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So I, I that, that was me at the time. And, you know, esoterica. Oh, my goodness. This is God's gift to the pipe tobacco world. Yeah. And this great friend of the show came in and he had brought with him some Stonehaven. Yeah. This was Stonehaven that he himself had aged. It was, they got the crystals. You know about the crystals? Had the crystals. It had the crystals. Sought after crystals. Yeah. Yeah. It had been aged to the point where they were starting to develop on the surface of the uh, tobacco. And it it was, it was beautiful. So I sat down. I remember very specifically sitting down kind of in that area in the old shop uh, we, the sitting area kind of yeah. near the front. Yeah. And, um, you know, I was sitting down, he was sitting down, he's like, I got something for you. And he put it out in front of me and I was like, oh my gosh, there it is. Stonehaven. And I, I was, I was blown away. Cause here we have some esoterica tobacco. I, I, I hadn't really even seen esoterica tobacco. Not in, stage. not in the wild. No. no. I mean, at this yeah. point I knew, of, I knew of Penzance was probably the one, like yeah. the one that I had kind of, you know, like, okay, if I get, if I see Penzance, you buy it, you don't ask any questions. If somebody's in front of you, you buy it, you deal with the body later, but you get yourself that Penzance, <laughs> you get that Penzance, like that has what it, deal uh, with the body later. That is what, that is what the, the, the pipe tobacco industry and yeah. world and fans and community had taught me. And so like, at, at, you get that Penzance. Yeah. So I'm sitting down, he's got some, he's got his secretary, he's, he's got some Stonehaven. He hands it to me and he's like, I want you to have this. I want this to be your first. Yeah. And I was like, oh my goodness. And so I remember um, at that point I'd been like smoking, I, I don't even know what, I'm probably like, I don't know, Pirate's Alley. I, I, don't, I don't know what I was smoking at the time. Yeah. But yeah. I was like, well, I want to save this because I want to kind of smoke it out of a new pipe because I really, when I, wanted... I can really focus on it exactly. and appreciate it and all exactly. that stuff. Yeah. So um, I, very shortly thereafter, probably the next day, maybe the next, the, the day after the next, I uh, had a new pipe, one that I hadn't hadn't smoked before, and I sat down with a Stonehaven, and I'm trying to work it because again, new pipe smoker doesn't yeah, know what he's sure. doing. Flake tobacco, all that. Flake is not for the. It's not for. It's not for a newbie. And I mean, like again, I wasn't a newbie newbie, but like I was not. Yeah. Uh, as versed as I am now, and so I'm, I'm you know, uh, kind of rubbing it apart and everything and getting it in there, and I light it. And for, the first thing I know, note is as I open the bag and smell it, I think, wow, this smells disgusting. <laughs> This smells absolutely awful. Oh, 
Oh man. And then as a like Virginian lover and lover of dude. Okay, but you have to remember who Burleys and stuff. I'm just thinking. Oh my. This is why there are certain pipe tobaccos that Uh, are not for the uninitiated. That's right. I mean, that's 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 fair. That's I mean, like that's just fair. That's just that's just the reality. Throwing pearls before swine. You don't you don't put like a like a hardcore (laughs) hoppy IPA in front of somebody who's never had a beer before. You know what I mean? Like that's just it's just never drink a beer again. Exactly. Yeah. So here I am with this. And I mean, I know some people are like, like you're new. You're like two, two, three years in. Yeah, but you have to remember, like, I had the entire like soiree of uh, and I just used soiree the wrong way, of of pipe tobaccos. And like I was like, oh, like, and I was like going hardcore into aromatics. And I right. probably should have been like expanding my palate, but I was wanting to expand my palate in the aromatic world. Sure. And, and I didn't really get an English is fair. Yeah. yeah, until several years in. Yeah. And uh into more Virginias and that and the like. So I just I had I I knew my wheelhouse. I enjoyed my wheelhouse. I was comfortable in my wheelhouse. I felt I was representing a certain smoking caliber in the country squire radio sure. world. And Absolutely. Anyway, so I sit down, I smoke this, and I just remember like feeling just disgusted. I hate to say it, but it was it was an awful awful smoking experience for me and it is holistically because of the weight that everybody puts on everyone else put on it yes that you adopted that i that i adopted right and that i smoked and i was like man this ain't it for me dog like i'm out like this 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 is it this is i'm I'm good i'm good (laughs) and to this day i have not touched stonehaven it's like if you have a really bad experience with vodka or something tequila for me but tequila and you're just like oh I'm sure it's great. I'll drink me some mezcal, but never I, have I will it again. not just go straight to Kila ever. Never have it again. No, I'm sure it's great. I'm sure it was just a phase. Never have it again. Yep. There you go. Man, what a great question, Wilson. That was a good question. Yeah, thank you so much for that. And hey, if you've got a pipe question for us, send it into the show. That is show at countrysquireradio.com. Your thoughts, your comments, listener feedback. Listener feedback. All right, man. We got some real quick listener feedback. Yeah, this uh, this is actually coming in from Twitter. Got got the twitters, the tweets. Good. All right, that's great. Go. Yeah. First one is from at Adam Crow. Uh, Adam says, "Hey, Squire Radio, Country Squire, found a whole bunch of y'all's favorite whiskey up in Connecticut. Puncher's chance. <laughs> Thanks for the warning. <laughs> Did not purchase. Yeah, you know, I think I referenced this actually recently on a on a Squire Select oh, episode. That's great. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, well, you're. Hey, Adam." You're welcome. You're welcome. We we saved you. Although, yeah. okay, should we give Puncher's Chance another chance on a cocktail form? No. Okay. Uh, next one up is I'm from... I'm not giving them another dime. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. See, okay. Mm. Continue. Okay, all right. Read the next one. All right, all right, all right. It's a conversation for a different day. Uh, all right. <laughs> Sound Mountain uh, Pie uh, 2 on Twitter. So just started my hashtag pipe adventure and loving at Squire Radio. Hashtag podcast. Uh, it would appear I have a lot of catching up to do. And I got to tell you, Sand, if you are just now starting. You got years and years of catching up to do. I would actually argue why even. Just just go with the new stuff and uh, keep yeah. on riding still. Yep. Don't go too far back. I mean, maybe a year or two. It's a lot of stuff. Learn to love us first. Yeah. And then go back. Yeah. And if you don't love us, then just don't ever go yeah. back. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I there's there's something to be said for um, starting from the beginning and and coming all the way. Now. Don't do it, dude. Anyway. Don't do it. But no, this actually, you know what? This validates what I said a couple weeks back about um, newer listeners coming in, listening to the new content, but then going back and get the backlog. They're going to solve that unsolved mystery of the Shacomb number three or whatever it was. Yeah, Shacomb number two and number four. Exactly. That we mentioned somewhere. It could be sand. Sand could be the one to figure it out. The sands of time. 
Anyway. <laughs> All right. Uh, you can keep up with this course uh, throughout the week on the Twitters. You can follow John David at John David Cole. You can follow the shop at underscore Country Squire or the show is at Squire Radio. Of course, all that inf- information and more can be found at CountrySquireRadio.com. Well, man, ooh, ooh, father to father. That was good, man. Yeah. That was solid. I, I really enjoyed um, the discussion. And, um, you know, if, if our listeners have thoughts, obviously we say this over and over, but we want to hear from you. We want to we want the feedback. We want to know, um, you know, kind of what you're what you're thinking. What are your impressions? What was it like for you to become a dad? You know, what what made you choose to want to want to pursue children? Yeah, uh, we'd, we'd love to hear all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I'm I'm very looking I'm very much looking forward to talking about the the pitfalls the frustrations but also the joys and the successes the redemption yeah like there's so many topics to cover here and you know we mentioned that there's a lot that we, as we kind of go throughout this year yeah that we we're very open to like we definitely we always want to hear feedback from from the audience and there's certain series that we're introduced that we're going to kind of tweak along the way to get that feedback this one's kind of for us yeah and so like I will just go ahead and say if you didn't like this episode. You can go ahead and skip the father to father. Skip to the next one. Skip to the next one. Yeah, and that's great. Because this is something that we need to do for us. Yeah. And I'm really glad that we're doing it. Me too, man. Yeah, me too. All right, brother. Bye. Let's go have a day. See you, brother. Good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yep. Thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep. I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow. That's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, 
according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 